welcome to this podcast, recorded live at the Junction Church, Aberdeen. We pray this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, you can connect with us at www.thejunctionchurch.com. And I'm going to speak from this section of scripture called uh, from um, Matthew 11. Um, so Matthew chapter 11 and verses 25 to 30. I'll read this from the New Living Translation. It says this, and at that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father's entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father. No one truly knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And I want to read those last three verses from the message version, which is um, like a paraphrase. And it's something that I almost know verbatim because it's something that I always come back to myself in my own life. It says here, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. I love this part. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Freely and lightly. I, I, I love that. That's, that's something I think would be the zenith of all life. Freedom and light. No heavy burdens, no weight, that sort of thing. I think that's all what we... We would always, if we were to have the choice, that's what we would choose. And Jesus is saying, keep company with me and that's what you'll have. Keep company with me and that's what you'll live in. So the title of my message this morning is this, is The Rhythms of Grace. The Rhythms of Grace. Let's pray this morning together. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you offer this life to us. A life where we, are, we aren't bound, we aren't under every heavy burden, God, that you have offered us freedom, you've offered us peace. Lord, we draw into you this morning to receive what you want us to have this morning, Lord, so that we can perceive all the great things that you have ahead of us. And Lord, not be overwhelmed, but rather overjoyed that you have called us to such a blessed life. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. 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 Uh, if you don't know me, I'm, I'm Chaz. Um, Pastors Kevin and Cheryl are my, um, my in-laws, and they're also the grand, uh, grandparents of my daughter, my firstborn, who my wife is holding at the back there. Go and say hello later on. But, uh, um, but don't, when I want to hold her, you have to let me hold her, because on Sundays, she, <laughs> she has so many different people holding her, but, so I often miss it until I get home. But uh, um, if I'm there, just you know, let me first. Um, <laughs> But I used to also do um, used to also do martial arts before um, I came to church. I used to I used to practice martial arts, um, main ones being kickboxing and things like that. And um, and I used to um, just 
you know, gather people who are interested. Like, like there's some guys um, like my brother-in-law Joe and good friend Daniel. We'd, we'd go to a place and I, I would show them some different things and show them things like to do like grappling and other things about kickboxing and, and clinch work and all this sort of stuff. And, and I'd be holding like, you know, the focus mitts for them and, um, and then they would punch the mitts. And, and I found this in common with everybody that, um, I, that I, I, I um, gave these lessons to. And, and they, I would find that they would, they would punch and then after they finished, they'd be so tired. And, and what, was, what was going on was that they weren't breathing when they were punching. They weren't, you know, when you, when you punch and you hear boxers punch, they breathe out in it with every punch. And, and what results is that they don't have, they don't, they aren't exhausted when they finish, you know. So I was always telling them, just like, relax and just, and just breathe. With every, with every punch you breathe, every punch you breathe. And then they found them being able to, being able to punch easier and throw combinations together. And, and, and I find that, like, that like with, with it's such a simple thing, but in everything that we put our, um, our bodies to, you find yourself, you know, breath is vitally important. You know, we don't think about our breath until something happens or our body goes under something. Then it's like, oh, I'm out of breath or, oh, I'm, I'm tired. And, and it's, when we do these things and we realize that sometimes we just need to, to breathe. And Jesus says in that verse, 11, Matthew 11, 28, he says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Now, he was speaking to a people who were underneath the tyranny of the law. They're underneath the, the restrictions and the demands placed on them by, by the, the religious leaders of the day. And they, were, and they were under this heavy burden. But to take that into our concept, to take that into our perspective in 2018, what are we under? I can tell you that we're often under the same things. And I was, and I was looking at that and worn out, burned out in a religion. And some of us would say, well, I'm, I'm not religious or, or I, I, I don't think I'm burdened by religion. But let me tell you that it's often that what we do, anything we do, is a religion if we don't have the breath of God. Yeah. Things we lean on, the things we do, the, the workplaces we have, the, the, the thought patterns of our mind. If we don't have the breath of God, then it becomes a religion, a belief system that can actually entrap us in the same old, same old. It can entrap us in something that, that we, we don't even know how to get out of. And in this, in this, in this um, series where we're talking about taking a breath, that how can you live this life, a spirit-filled life, when we're living in a world of such distraction where information is so easily uh, accessed now, where we can just fill our minds with all this stuff. But how can we take a breath? How can we fill our spirit or keep our spirit man alive in a world that's ever-changing and the pressures come and they, and they, just, and, and they just overwhelm us sometimes? So we need to take a breath, and that's why I love this series, because I, for, for one, definitely need this, because it's, with, with so many demands and, and things like that, when you don't have breath, you sometimes lose, you, you, you almost like, it's like you, you want to stop running when you, when you get out of breath, don't you? And I heard a story years ago about um, this girl um, who, was in, who was in a classroom, and she was in a classroom, and she had headphones on, and she thought the teacher couldn't see them because, you know, she had long blonde hair, so what she would do is she would put these headphones in, and the teacher would be doing his lecture, and then he would, he would see her with headphones, and be like, take, take your headphones out, and she's like, no, I, I, I can't, I, I need them to live, I need these headphones to live, 
And, she, and the teacher's like, well, that's ridiculous. You, nobody needs headphones to live. Come on, take them out. So he goes over because she's refusing. So she takes, he takes out the headphones and then goes back to his lecture. And he's speaking. And then after a while, he looks back at this woman. And, um, and she is just blue in the face. And she's like, I can't do blue face, obviously. But, but she's... <laughs> But she's blue in the face and, and she's just like, she's struggling. So he goes over and then he is looking at her, seeing she's all right. And he puts the headphone in and then he hears, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Now that, that was a joke, right? And, uh, and if you're blonde and a woman in this place, I'm not insinuating that you need reminders to breathe, okay? So let's just put that out there. But let me, let me be honest, right? It's so easy, listen to live our lives without being conscious of taking a breath. So easy. I can go into work and completely forget that I'm a Christian, completely forget that I'm, that I'm more than just a, a work placement or more than just you know, the things I have to do that day. And I can find myself without, in these places where I just forget to take a breath. And I can easily miss what Jesus can do in and through my everyday. This is the context which Jesus is speaking into. These verses I read out, he was speaking into a place where they've seen his miracles. And even John the Baptist sent people after him and said, are you to to talk about Jesus? And he said to you, are you the coming one? Are you the Messiah? Or do we wait for another? So even John in his jail cell still doubted whether this was really Jesus. Despite the things that he was doing. Blind see, the lame walk, the gospel's being preached to the poor and met, blessed are the people who are not offended because of me. And then he goes on to talk to the people who'd actually seen his works and, and they still didn't believe. And I found that in my own life where I have just been through areas of cynicism, areas of just tiredness. And I have missed, I have completely missed opportunities for miracles. And when I've found myself without breath or without just, without a perspective of God, I've limited my possibility for miracles. Sometimes I think, well, I'm going to work. This is just a normal day. I I can probably strike off a lot of days as completely pointless. I mean, come on, who's been there? Like, just like there's nothing significant happened that day. But what I've done is I've narrowed my thinking. I've narrowed my perspective and said, well, if I don't think there's an opportunity for a miracle, then then there must not be an opportunity for a miracle. So in that position, who is God? God or my own thinking? God, oh God can't surely move through that idea. God can't surely do this. Why? Because I've thought he hasn't. And I found myself, if, the, if God isn't doing miracles, is it because, not doing miracles, is it because he's not willing or I'm not receiving? And it's in that place that Jesus says, I thank you, Lord, that you've revealed these things to those not who are wise and clever, in their own understanding, but those who are childlike. You know, don't get me wrong, wisdom and cleverness or, or knowledge, we can make our own luck with that. <laughs> you know, like if you, if you drive wisely, you'll less likely be in a position where you might have to make a claim or, or somebody gets injured or something. I mean, don't, I'm not neglecting wisdom, but when we are wise and clever in our own understanding, what we do is sometimes we make coping mechanisms, don't we? 
ways to deal with a heavy, heavy workload, ways to deal with difficult people. I mean, I found if I just have difficult people to deal with, my coping me- mechanism is to not speak to them. It's, 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 quite, it's quite simple, right? It's a much more peaceful day. If, if, I, if, I, don't, if I don't like a circumstance, I'm going to do my, it's in my power to just, just avoid it at all costs. We have coping mechanisms. But Jesus says this. He says, it is, is that God is actually pleased the Father to reveal these things. What are these things? The miracles, the potential for miracles. He reveals them to those who are childlike, not people that think they can just, you know, equate how to get God to move or equate how to break through in a circumstance. No, he's saying those who are childlike will receive the miracles. They'll receive the revelation of Jesus' authority in this life. And that's what I love. He, that, that it's not that miracles are impossible. It's just that there's a way to receive them. And it's being childlike. I spoke about my daughter earlier on. And she does this thing now where she, if I, if I'm, even if I'm coming into the house, she knows I come in. And even if she's doing something like feeding or whatever, she'll turn her face towards me. When I hold her, she's like, she's grabbing, she's playing with my face, like just like grabs my nose, grabs my chin, grabs my ears. Just, she's just so like, just plays with my face. It's, it's cute, but painful at the same time. But it's like, she just, she just keeps playing with my face. And, and, I, and I found that just refreshed me in my, uh, my perspective of a relationship with God. Yeah. I, I just want to see my dad's face. I, I, just want to, I just want to turn to him. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. He's in the room now. I, w- I want to be with him. Yeah. I, want to, I want to search after God, my heavenly father. And, and that is the environment where God attracts miracles to us. Where we don't live our lives. Where we're just, we're just, well, we're just clocking in and clocking out. We're just going to work. We're just going to a family dinner. No, no. This is a place where if you turn towards God... Anything you go through, any ritual, anything that you have to do week in or week out will be an opportunity for God to show his authority, God to show his person to you in anything that we go through. So then Jesus says this, and he says, come to me, all who are heavy. Uh, who's heavy? Who's, who's heavy? All these people that were living a life without the revelation of authority of Jesus Christ. But the power of his word, he's saying, come to me, all who are heavy and carrying heavy burdens. And I love this, where he says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That there's, that there's a place where he's calling us into, where he doesn't want to just, he doesn't want to just, you know, like try and take things off us. He wants to give us something. He wants to give us something. And this something is rest. You'll find rest for your souls. How many people like a good holiday? How many people like to just, you know, kick back, put on Netflix or whatever and just not think about anything? That's what I would call relief. The, the rest that Jesus is offering is vastly different. Where we don't rest from work, we work from rest. That's how God designed it. We don't rest, we don't rest from work, we work from rest. If you read Genesis 1, in the beginning there was morning, the first day, there was evening, the morning, the second day, there was evening, there was morning, the third day. So there's evening first, whereas when, that's when we normally end the day, that's where God started the day. And then the seventh day he rested, not from being exhausted, but from, being, from having an accomplishment. Yeah. Our lives are designed to rest 
work from rest and rest from accomplishment. Our rest is brought about not by absence of trouble, not by absence of work, but rather the completion of work, the completion of what God has wanted to do. That is how we get fulfillment and rest. And this rest comes in the rhythms of grace. And I love that about grace because grace is completely free. It's not about earning it. It's not about deserving it. It's not about being in the place where now you qualify for grace. It's not about that. It's complete freedom. If you want grace, you can have grace. If you want freedom and rest, you can have it. This is what grace is. Let me just tell, tell you real quickly about two things that grace is. And, and, then, um, and, then, yeah, we'll, and, we'll, um, and then we'll have a clear understanding of the peace that God offers. Grace is... Learned, not earned. Grace is learned and not earned. In verse 29 he says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And I like that because, it's, like I said, it's not about something to qualify for. We, we learn it. And what do I mean by that? It's, it's like there's a process that we actually learn to trust in God. And then the freedom of walking in that grace becomes a fruit of our life. When you learn something, it's not like you, there was nothing to, you had to pre-qualify for. No, no, it's, it's like, I've given this to you. Now you have to learn how to use it. There's a difference between how a beginner archer can be less accurate than a professional archer. What's the difference? The difference is one has spent time to learn how to use that tool. It's how to use that equipment. And God is saying, here, I'm, I'm not trying to get anything from you. No, no, it's something that I've given you. And all you have to do is learn it. And for me, that gives me a bit of hope because where I'm struggling, where I just find that I'm just not, I'm just like, you know, I need strength. It's like, well, I'm just, I'm just learning. Yeah. We're, we're just learning. You know, like it's, if we fall a couple of times, that's all right. God will help us get back up again. And then we can just pick it up and learn. We're here on a learning process. And as we learn, we begin to grow in this, in this grace. And we find ourselves being able to work in these rhythms. We learn how to lean into God into every moment. And I say every moment because, you know, there's, I, in my own mind as well, I think, well, this is, this is not divine or this, this, there's no potential for God to work here. But let me tell you that even in our mundane, that we find that there's opportunities to speak into people's lives. I was at work um, and I asked people to, you know, how was your day? How is, how are these, um, you know, how was your weekend or how would you feel today? And most of the time you hear busy can't be bothered today and and let me tell you that's not about that's just because we can all go through the same work weeks but it's like when you're operating out of that it's like you have taken something and you haven't learned how to make it easy for you whereas the grace of God is something that we learn and we enter into not because of one thing we did but we receive we learn how to make these things easy for us. And when we do that, let me tell you what will happen. More will come your way. More will come your way because it's the grace that when we turn to him like a child, we receive. And then in that receiving, we begin to multiply what comes through us. It's like we don't want to, we don't want to pass any opportunity by. 
We don't, want it. we don't want our coping mechanisms. We don't want those things because if I've got God's grace, then I have the empowerment to do everything I need to do. I have the empowerment to live this life because I learn it. I don't earn it. There's nothing I do. There's nothing about me that's special, but everything about me that's special is God-given. And in that God-given, I can work out of that because as I freely get, I can freely give. And we learn his grace. And this is what happens when we learn his grace, that he makes light things out of heavy things. He makes light things out of heavy things. You know, I, um, I used to work in a workshop years ago, and um, we were in doing this project. It was actually um, our head office that put this project through um, our office. And what happened was, right, there was a, a container and we had to empty this container and then to basically, so then the company can take the container back. But um, we had a few problems. Uh, there was me on my own. Um, there was a forklift that ran out of, of gas. Um, so this was, just, this was just bad from the get-go. So I was thinking, let's just stop and wait for tomorrow until we get gas in the forklift. But our company didn't budget for an extra day of, com- of container hire, so I had to just do this on my own. So there was an admin girl in the office, but she wasn't having any of this. Right, that was the heavy lifting was for me to do. So what I happened to do is I, is I took everything out by hand and put them on a pallet, and then I just you know, wheel them with a, a pallet truck into the workshop. There's a problem, though. Out in the yard was an incline. I would say, for argument's sake, I didn't measure it, but just say 15 degrees, 20 degrees. And before we got to our door, there was a lip about this big. So this is, this is like something I didn't foresee. So I'm trying with this pallet truck to pull hundreds of kilograms over this. And, and like some people know who've dealt with a pallet truck before, it's, it's not easy, you know. And I'm pulling this thing, and I was like... And I literally, for about 10, 20 minutes, I'm dripping with sweat. I could not move this thing. So I didn't know what else to do. So I just started praying in tongues. I mean, I just like... I grabbed the things like... And it just came up. And I was just like... The same power that raised Christ from the dead quickened my moral body. Amen. And so I was just like, I grabbed it and I pulled it in. And I was just like, I was so relieved. And that gave me a real revelation of what the Spirit of God can do for our mortal bodies. But what was even more powerful was the next day. The next day, the forklift came with gas this time. And I took that same pallet, lifted it up, and put it on the weigh scales to see how heavy it was. And I put it on Instagram, you can check it, but it was a few years ago, so you'll be scrolling for a while. Um, and I checked it, and it was 463 kilograms, then plus the weight of the pallet truck, so 500 plus kilograms. I was sweating, I was nearly cursing, I was dragging into the workshop, and then what took me like maybe 20 minutes of toil and strain took a few seconds the next day with a forklift. What's the difference? Same weight, different work. The same load, different effort. See, grace makes what? Makes light what is heavy. So in other words, it doesn't take away the work, it takes away the weight. To reach our city through city hearts and beyond is a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be a lot of weight. 
to redeem our, the time that we've, we've had through whatever lifestyle or decisions or, or, um, or mental um, capacities. It doesn't have to be a lot of weight to it, but it's still work. There's still time, there's still things to do, but with the grace of God, it doesn't have to be heavy. Jesus says, I won't put anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. If I give this to you, it's going to be light and easy. It doesn't mean it has to be, doesn't have to be done, but it doesn't have to be heavy. So let me encourage you, if you're, if you've been heavy this day, I mean, even thinking about your work week, it doesn't have to be heavy. It just has to be done. But if you do it by the grace of God, it's a difference between me struggling and getting that thing into the workshop or just using seconds to lift it with the forklift. It doesn't have to be heavy. It can be easy. It can be light. And that's the life that God offers us. It's a light and easy Life, Not that work doesn't have to be done, but it's done in a way that's light. That is what God offers us. But how do we learn this? How is this possible? Because I know when, if I hear that, I know where, I've been where you are, where it's just like, yeah, that sounds too simple. That sounds too, yeah, that, that sounds too good to be true. But can I tell you, in your life, when it is God, it is too good to be true. It is too good to be possible. But it is true. And I'll show you why as the keys come up, as they close. Where you see this in Matthew 29. I'll use it from NLT. It says here, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Take my yoke upon you. And there's a significance in where this comes from. This word yoke, to give you some context, this is how um, farmers, they used to plow their fields. And what they would often do is they would put a strong ox next to a weaker, less experienced ox. And then what they would do when they would plow the field, the stronger, more secure, more experienced ox would set the pace. And then the weaker, younger one would then have to learn the pace. They couldn't go too fast, else else the, the, um, the furrow would be too shallow. They wouldn't go too, you know, like they couldn't like veer, else it wouldn't be straight enough. So what it would do is they would anchor itself to the strong, weaker ox. So then when they, when they marched and when they moved forward, they would actually do the work of two with the lesser one as well. And then the, eventually the other one will get this pattern. They will get this rhythm. And they will get this field plowed by the strength of the stronger one, the direction of the stronger one. So now Jesus says this about us. Because he says in this context they were under the yoke of the law, under the yoke of slavery. And Jesus was saying to them that they didn't have to have that yoke. What they did was if they yoked themselves to Jesus, if they learned the unforced rhythms of grace, because it's a choice, God is not going to force anything on you. He's offering it to you to put it on. And when you do this, it's not going to be heavy. You're not going to be dragging heavy things. No, no, you're going to be walking in a pace because Jesus is taking the strength. Jesus is taking the weight. So then you work with him you will see these things that are heavy as light you will see these things that are accomplished that 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 may have been difficult for you but they're not difficult for God when you're yoked to Jesus when you're yoked to him these things become easy it's easy to have breakthrough when you're yoked to Jesus it's easy to grow in your faith when you're yoked to Jesus when you keep company with him you'll live freely and lightly you are not weak you are strong in Jesus it's about Jesus of being yoked to him And he's saying, come to me and I will give you this. 
come to me. And I'm not going to make you do something that you can't do. I'm going to do something that I'm going to do through you. It's this grace. This grace is what is available for all of us. The rhythms of grace through every season of life, through everything that we have to deal with, there's a rhythm. There's a grace for everything God is calling us to. When you're yoked to Jesus, things that used to be stronger than you, you become stronger than. There's a scripture in Isaiah 10 and 27. Some of us may know this. It's, um, it's the, the yoke will be broken by the anointing oil. And so a lot of the times in my own life, in my prayers, I can think, Jesus, take this from me. Jesus, remove this from me. And sometimes he does, other times he doesn't. And that's just that's the word I want to leave with you is that there's certain things that are on your life that he won't take on you because he wants to do, he won't take from you because he wants to do something better. And the context of this, what's happening is that the, the term there is used is, is a fatness, translated fatness. And what this is, is that the anointing of God will make the ox bigger than the yoke that's holding it. So then it becomes bigger and breaks it from, not from the outside in, but the inside out. When you're yoked to Jesus, he doesn't take things off you. He makes you bigger. So then whatever used to hold you, you are now bigger than. You are now greater than because of the anointing oil that's come on you. You don't have to shy away from responsibility, but you don't have to shy away because when you're, when you're in the anointing of God, you become bigger. So anything tries to hold you, you're, you're too big for insecurity. You're too big for, you're for unforgiveness. You're too big for these things because the God, anointing of God has come upon you. So the same things that enslaved you now slave you no longer there's a word in you there's something in you that is helping you grow beyond what used to hold you down this is the grace i'm talking about the grace to grow the grace to see something that was heavy before but now it's light not because the work doesn't have to be done but jesus is doing a work in me which makes me bigger than the responsibilities put on me Let's stand to our feet. Thanks for joining with us. For more information about events, service times and how to connect with us, visit www.thejunctionchurch.com.